Hey, mamas! Welcome to Motherhood at Your Best with your host Barry Geber Hewitt. This podcast is all about a community of moms who are on a journey of self-discovery, self-love, personal development, and growth in motherhood, marriage, and business. And now on to the show. So I have been um, serving for the Air Force for ten years now. I'm in the Air Force. Um, I joined in 2009. And I have two kids, a son, which is two and a half years old, uh, named Christian McConan Akbazgi Du. And I have a daughter that is nine months old, um, and her name is Christia Asmaret Du. Aww. What's her name? I have to get some incorporated in there. <laughs> yes, I love that. And, yes. um, and your husband serves in the military as well, right? He is. He's um, okay. Army. So he's Army. a Army. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, I'll be honest. I've mm-hmm. I know very little people in the military when it comes to um, our Habesha community. Um, Unfortunately, I mean, it's a small population. I know like yeah. five. Oh, okay. And yeah. I will say you're the first woman I know. Um, no. Woman. <laughs> um. So first of all, thank you for your service. Oh my um, pleasure. You and they're heavy. And um, when did you decide to join the military, and what inspired that decision? So I I started in 2009, and what was happening was I was uh, going to school to become a nurse, and I was doing my prerequisites and everything, and I was working as a certified nursing assistant, and I was just um, in a place where I was looking for security, um, I was looking for adventure, and I was looking for a way to... Um, pretty much get my my education um, because I was I was struggling with financial you know aid et cetera because I come from a single um, mother raised with two kids so that had its own financial struggle so I was like you know what I need to find I need to do something um, and just the whole you know uh, the call to serve and I was like you know what mm-hmm. and I come from a military background my, my uncle was in the military my mother served in um, Erica so mm-hmm. it was always incorporated in me it was just something that was just I guess my calling I you call it but um, yeah. so yeah I just decided to join and um, I solidified it with getting my MBA in healthcare management Wow, good for you. Thank you. <laughs> and joining the military, uh, the military just out of curiosity, um, what was that response from your family like? Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> so my mother was just like, how do we escape from one war for you to join mm. another, you know? And yeah. my uncles were like, how do you serve a country that's not yours? And I was like, well, technically mm. it is. You know, I'm a right, rich right. American. Um, you know, my bloodline's um, have a shot, but we were raised in America. You know, the opportunity right. everything has been given to me. This is my home, too. So mm-hmm. I had to go through all of that. Um, and my my aunts, all they saw was just another set of their war, like, oh, Kutumotisi, you're going to die, you know? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just yeah. like, I was yeah. like, no, when people think of war or when people think of military, they automatically associate it with, with war and camouflage and guns and, mm. you know, grenades. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, no, it's, it's associated yeah. with opportunities, travel, education, and there's so many, you know, different aspects of it. Yeah. So in time, I think they were like, this is probably your best, that you made a best move, so... Going through ah. it was like, oh my god! Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, I like that perspective of opportunity. Um, yeah. Interesting. Um, so, I mean, tell us a little bit more, like, what you do, I mean, as much as you can tell us um, yeah. in the Air Force. So I work in HR. Um, that's that's how you would translate what I do in the civilian world. Mm-hmm. It's human resource work. Um, but in the military, we call it information management, knowledge managers, which is like somewhat of IT background as well as admin and HR. So um, I deal with a lot of hiring, onboarding, um, performance evaluations. I also deal like program management, SharePoint owners. We have our own built-in system that um, everyone kind of takes ownership of, um, and and we go throughout all the units. We do internal in-house inspections. Um, Of course, we do our drills and we do our physical training and you know, we have our own military, you know, uh, requirements as well. Um, but the day-to-day functions translate to being HR. Awesome. And did you meet Javi in the military? I did. Well, um, we met through a, a, a mutual associate. So he was mm-hmm. stationed at Fort Lewis, and I was stationed at McCord, which is like five minutes away since we're joint base now. And he was stationed here years ago. Um, and they got orders to go to Colleen, Texas, and one of our mutual associates, mutual friend, ended up getting orders to go to Texas and became their his roommate. And ever since then, we just kept talking, and then he would come back and forth to Washington, and um, and then he wanted to get serious, and I was like, well, I have a lot of stuff, you know, uh, that requires my attention here. I can't just up mm-hmm. and leave my obligations since I was taking care of my mother at the time. So he kind of made his way to kind of get stationed to Washington, and then we ended up getting engaged. <laughs> wow, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> he was serious. Honestly, yeah, and honestly, you guys are one of my favorite couples and families Aww. on Instagram. I love just Thank your partnership. You. Like, you can see that. Like, I see the teamwork, yeah. the partnership, the friendship. It's like definitely it's- partnership. It takes Beautiful. a lot. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely hard work, but I appreciate it. I can't imagine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so speaking of hard work, I mean, you're a mom of two very little kids, mm-hmm. um, young kids, and um, how? I mean, I was just talking to you before we started this recording about mm-hmm. um, Harry being away for just a few days out of town mm-hmm. for work, and I believe your hubby just came back from being away Yay. for a couple months. Yes, <laughs> like, three months and a half. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And yes. you're working and serving mm-hmm. and at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. how do you do all of this? Like, what? How? To be honest, <laughs> structure, a routine, yeah. and prayer. Because structure and routine keeps me accountable, and it keeps a, like a battle rhythm going in my household. The kids know mm-hmm. what to expect. There's no surprises from morning till night. Um, routine, structure, and just prayer every night. It's like Jesus, thank you for getting mm-hmm. me through this day. <laughs> yes, please, you know, <laughs> give us the strength to get through another one. And it's just. Yeah. Just, it's just like groundhog every single day. You can't think about how far you, you have to go and how far you've come. Like you got to take one day at a time and just lay out what you have to do and just keep going. Mm. Yeah. So honestly, like that's the hard part, right, is the mm-hmm. is the consistency with your structure, your structure and that routine. Mm-hmm. And 
I mean, that's something I struggle with is that consistency with structure. And so mm-hmm. is that something you gain from your military background? Is that something that is just ingrained in you? Probably you both. Because that? I've always been goal, like a, a task and goal-oriented. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh-huh. being in the military kind of um, solidified it and, and, and brought mm-hmm. it more out of me. But I've always been yeah. like a list person, like, okay, 5.30 in the morning, yes. we're going to wake up. We're going to get out of the house by 7 a.m. I need you, you know, in here at 7.30. I need you at 0800, you know. It's always been, mm-hmm. I've always been like, okay, you got your bachelor's two years within max time. You need to get your MBA now. You need to, it's always, I've always been mm. um, like a boom, like a bullet, you know, like this is what we need right. to do. This is what needs to be done. And, and you can ask, right. even with my friends, like prior, like we'll go out and I'll, tell everyone, like, if I'm the driver, 8 o'clock, I need you guys dressed. By 9.30, we got to be at the store. <laughs> 10 o'clock, we can get in for free before midnight. Like, it was very... Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. mother of the group. So, it was... It, yeah. I guess it came easy for me because I've always been like that. But mm-hmm. getting my kids to kind of um, get into it was kind of difficult the first couple of days to yeah. a week. Yeah. And then after mm-hmm. a while, they kind of, like, just, again, routine. They were like, okay, we know it's coming. Time to get up. We yeah. know what's coming. It's staff yeah. night. Like, you know. So, yeah. no, it's somewhat easy for me because I've always Yeah. Been. And would you say you were raised that way? Because I think that yes. for sure, right? Because mm-hmm, for sure. it's it's a running thing in our household where, so my husband is very structured. He grew up in a, house, mm-hmm. in a household where both parents, um, they, he knew what to expect on every day of the week. Mm-hmm. There, you know, they did the same thing every day of the week. There was no right. like, oh, we'll skip this day and do it on. Whereas <laughs> I grew up in a very typical Habisha household where, you know, I mean, the discipline was there, but it wasn't mm-hmm. structured where you were doing the same thing at the same time every day. There is a difference. Right. right. Um, and so, yeah, and so now – in raising our kids, like, my husband is very, I mean, I say he's very militant, and <laughs> I yes. mean, I think that word is probably appropriate because, I mean, yeah. you have to be like, like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But I appreciate it so much because I see yes. that even in my five-year-old now, he mm-hmm. knows exactly what to do at what time, mm-hmm. you know what I yeah. mean? He expects it, and he just follows right. suit, and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, this is after a while he's gonna master and just overpass yes. it. And he's gonna like yes. what's next. <laughs> yes. yes, yes. I agree. I'm with him. Sure. I came from yeah. a very militant family. My mother, especially being deaf, um, for her she had to have structure. Mm. She had to find ways to communicate with me and my sister. Um there there was oh, wow. a certain way she ran her household in order for things to make sense to her and for her to stay independent and so I definitely got it from my upbringing of being wow. raised by a single death yeah. mom. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. Mm-hmm. Your mom did a phenomenal job. Thank you. She <laughs> <And, You> did. <laughs> yeah, she did. And, you know, it's cultural, too. And so oh, when yeah. you look at the culture as a whole, and even when you travel back to Eritrea, you'll see the way that the whole country kind of functions. Like, there isn't mm-hmm. really that structure. Like, you'll see, like, certain stores are open 
certain days, but they're not other days, or some will mm-hmm. close early, or yeah. that, like that consistency and the structure is just not there as a whole. And you're yeah. like, wait, what is going mm-hmm. on? Like, can you imagine going to Nordstrom's and they're like, oh, we closed early today, and you're like, what? <laughs> right? Like, that would I'm never happen. <laughs> And so it's important to have Mm -hmm. that at a very early age because it does translate into how you operate as an adult. Yes, I period. My kid, my son has already picked up on me, and he's only two and a half. And he's like, hey, you got time. I mean, night, night. I'm like, and it's already eight. And I'm like, you're right, Papa, let's go. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they they look forward to routines because it gives them. Uh, some sense of independence because even though we've set up the routine for them, they feel like they, yeah. they can operate, they know what's coming, they know what to do, so they feel yeah. like they can excel. I agree. I agree. Yeah. They don't routine. That's amazing. Um, yeah. So so as far as, um, like, a support system, like when your husband is, you know, away for a couple months at a time, do you have a, a support system in place or... So unfortunately, do <laughs> I don't. <laughs> and oh, the reason okay. I say that is because, um, um, and I envy that from people that do because their mothers are so mm-hmm. involved, like either they're not working, they can live with them, or, um, right. you know, they have siblings, multiple siblings, um, cousins. I envy people like that. Um, but mm-hmm. unfortunately, my situation, it's not as unfortunate because my mother still works full-time, um, and she lives about an hour and some change away. And my sister mm-hmm. has her own struggles. She has her, a son, and she works full-time. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay. that's pretty much where my family branch, my immediate family stops. Um, the rest are my cousins, in-laws, et cetera. Um, my father, my uh, brothers, they're all in Atlanta. My sister-in-law's in Atlanta. Um, so I don't really have, like, plethora of, like, immediate family members, you know, but my cousins Mm -hmm. and my good close friends, they did the best they could. They came and visited, like, on the weekend. Um, We had, like, a ladies' night, which was nice. My son would just, like, Mm -hmm. run around everywhere. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So we, but the day-to-day, it really, it falls on me Um, and my husband. And that's probably why a lot of our partnership, um, is displayed and can be seen through our photos and our videos because a lot of it is genuine. It's true. We, we rely on one another. Mm-hmm. He's he's from Mississippi. All his family's from Mississippi. He doesn't have anyone either. Um, he doesn't have his cousins here. He's not from here. So he relies on him and me, and and this and it's the same. So when I left my son uh, for a month and a half for training, it was all on him. Um, wow. He flew his mom in for like two weeks, but the majority of it, the drop-off from daycare, picking up from daycare, um, sleeping with him, taking him to the doctors, anything, it, it fell on him. Mm-hmm. And then this time around, it, it it's on me. Like, so thankfully there's never been a time where we both have been called on. Um, mm-hmm. So it's always been one or the other. Mom has to go or dad has to go, you know? So yeah. one just stays back and keeps the trucking. Yeah. <laughs> So, so there, it's possible that you both could be called to duty at the same time. Yes, there is a possibility, mm. but the chances currently, thankfully, are low. But if for any, for whatever reason, if it ever does truly happen, um, then we would probably fly our kids to Mississippi 
with my in-laws because they would have more mm-hmm. time and resources and opportunities to be able to take care of them. So, like, with your two-year-old, he's two, two and a half? He's two and a half, yeah. He's two and a half. So mm-hmm. what does he know about what mommy and daddy do? Like, how, does he know you guys are in the military? How do you oh, yeah. he sees explain that to him? And, yeah. To be honest, he – so when I left, um, it was kind of confusing to him, like, where's mommy? Because when yeah. we say bye to him, we don't try to string it along. We just drop him off at mm-hmm. daycare like it's going to be another day, and then we just go. Um, so – when he comes home is when he's like, where's mom, where's dad, you know? Um, When I left him, he didn't understand. He was just like, okay, well, mommy's not here, but she's FaceTiming me. But when I came Mm -hmm. back is when all the emotions flowed. And then he was like so clingy and he was, he would not let me go just in case I would disappear again. And he was very like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know when she's going to be gone or I don't know how long she's back for. Even I couldn't go to the bathroom. I couldn't go anywhere. But after a while, he realized, like, okay, mom's back for good. And then when his dad left, now that he's a little bit older, um, it was just more of like, mommy, where's daddy? Where's daddy? Like, mm-hmm. he would just keep asking for, like, a whole week. And he and it didn't help that he would see his truck in the, parkway, in the parking lot mm-hmm. or if I go pick him up, he'll be like, daddy? I'm like, no. And then when we fight, FaceTime, he'll be like, um, no, mommy, I want to go to daddy's. And I don't know if he thought dad lived somewhere else or we separated. Oh. I'm not too sure so, because he kept saying things like, no, I want to go to daddy's. Like, well, I was like, well, you are at daddy's. This is our, all our house. He's just not here. So it's just mm-hmm. little things that you just, uh, I don't know. You yeah. can't truly explain yeah. it to a two-and-a-half-year-old. You just got to go through the motions and, right, you know. Right, yeah. yeah. But now he's acting the same way that he was when I was gone now that his dad is here. He's not letting his dad out of his sight. He's just like, as soon as his dad wakes up, moves, he's like sleeping on him. <laughs> but you just got to give him some time, and then he'll realize, yeah. oh, daddy's back. And I don't yeah. really so know when, if he truly understands what we do, because he's only two and a half, and this is all yeah. he knows, because he was right. born into us being in the military. So to him, this is very normal. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm just trying to let that just, just trying to wrap my mind around that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> there's days when I will, you know, be gone all day, and it's just mm-hmm. like, okay, I miss them now, you know. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. And uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was difficult leaving my 15 month old child. But wow, you just have yeah. to stay logical. Right. So as, as you can. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm thinking about you as a mom and just all the other moms in the military who do leave, you know, their kiddos behind, um, who miss out on, I'm sure, milestones and special days and events. Like, is that a part of your training, like, to be able to grapple with that? Or, like, is there a special place for that? Like, how do you... How do you deal with that emotionally when you're away? There's a lot of uh, support, like the chat. We can go to the chaplain. There's uh, support Mm -hmm. groups. Um, There's uh, different, there's so many resources in the military for so many different things that you can, you know, uh, there's counseling, there's there's peer support, there's battle, soldier, soldier, mentorship. There's so many 
so many resources that you can look to, but no matter how many resources you utilize, it'll never take the fact away that you're gone and your child is somewhere else and you have no control of the situation. So that's when you say, you know what, we can't control what's happening and your logics have to kick in because your emotions will get you in trouble. Logics tells you that this is for the greater good, this is for my kids, and I'm paving the way for them to have opportunities in a life that I never had. So that's what keeps you going. And that's what tells you, like, you know what? I just have to do this. I just have to nip this in the butt, get it over with, and come back tenfold for my kids because I can't let this opportunity, the, 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 the fact that I'm away, go in vain. So you have to go harder. You have to, you know, excel at what you're doing. You have to master whatever, wherever you are because if you don't, then you let it go in vain and you miss that for no reason. Mm. And can you truly say that you succeeded for your kids, you know? Mm. So you just have to wow. you have to keep going. Wow. Yeah. If I can just take what you just said right there and mm. play it in my like <laughs> in my headphones, like <laughs> on days where it gets hard or days yeah. where I'm just like, you know, you have those days mm-hmm. and I love how you said your emotions will get you in trouble, but you have to let logic kick in. Like, you're absolutely right. You have to focus yeah. on the fact. Yes, you do. Because oh, my gosh. Will have I love you crying that. in your bed all day, every day. <laughs> yes, and eating yeah. everything that you don't want to be eating. <laughs> and I might just hurt somebody. Forgive me away from my baby. <laughs> so, yes, emotions. Right. No, no. <laughs> yeah. And does it, do you think that, does it get easier? Do you get mentally stronger um, with every, you know, training that you're away? Does it, I mean, what's that process like? I think it probably, it never gets easier in the way that you start to become okay with leaving anyone, but it mm-hmm. becomes easier in a way that your children start to get a little older, so they start to comprehend a little bit more. And it's not as hard or they're not as crying or whatever the case may be. But the missing them and you not wanting to do what you're doing will always be there. But them understanding and them um, meeting you halfway and them being okay with you being gone becomes a little bit more um, tolerable. So it's it's a catch-22. It doesn't truly get easier um, Mm. on your end, but it becomes doable more and more. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. Wow. I mean, this is your experience and mm-hmm. your journey in the military, but everything you just said really applies to to everyone. Even like any everything, but mm-hmm. you know, like even a stay at home mom. Like it's just yeah. like it's just being a mom, like the, mm-hmm. the roller coaster of emotions and the struggles, you know, oh, it's yeah, like girl. Yes. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I loved everything you just said. That was amazing. Um, what what would you um, what would you want your kids to know or take away from your service as a mom who has to be pulled away to serve her country? Like, what would you want them um, I just to take want away them from to that? I just know that the only reason that me and their dad would ever leave them for any reason would be for them to live 
we're doing what most won't so they can live like most can't. And that is the only reason I will ever leave my kids so they can live a better life than we ever did or could. I just want to be able to pave the way for them and get out of their way to be the greatest version of who they are meant to be because I can't get in their way either. I can just give them those opportunities and just step aside. And I want them to know that those are the only reasons to why I would ever have left them or would leave them. Um, And I just want them to, I would probably want them to take away, like, life will never get easier. You just end up getting stronger. And that's what Mm -hmm. you need to continue to do in their own versions of their lives as well because they're different people, you know? Their struggles will be different. Their sacrifices will be different. But that's probably what I would want them to take away. Like, my parents have to do what they need to do. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Thank you. (laughs) So good. I'm just literally, I'm just sitting here and letting everything you're saying. I appreciate that. You're such a mess. Just soak it all in. (laughs) No, it's not. I appreciate it because I was just like, I'm not, I don't know what I'm going to tell Barry. No. Because I don't really go around telling people things. (laughs) You know what? I. I cannot wait to share this interview because I think that everything you're saying right now is like, Mm -hmm. first of all, it's speaking to me in the season that I'm in in my life where, you know, you kind of, sometimes you forget that, Mm -hmm. first of all, parenting is a struggle. Like the minute you decide to have kids, like you have to make a sacrifice somewhere, right? Yep. Yep. but, you know, I do a lot of, like, compare and contrast with, like, mm-hmm. the struggle of, like, how did our parents do that, you know? They came yeah. here, gave up everything. I mean, what they did was the ultimate sacrifice, right? They yes. gave up yes. everything. Everything. Um, put their lives on hold to give us the opportunities. And sometimes yeah. I catch myself taking, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to say that you know, quote, I've made it, right? You know, that thing right. of like, okay, mm-hmm. like, I'm good. I've, I've gotten right. those opportunities. I've, you know, but now that mm-hmm. I'm a parent, it's yeah. like, oh, my gosh, like, there is, there has to be a sacrifice somewhere so that mm-hmm. I can give them, you know, better opportunities than me. Like, like they right. can't. I don't want my kids to to land at where I'm at. I want them to 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 go above and beyond what, where yeah. I've gone. Yeah, I want them mm-hmm. to surpass me in everything I've accomplished or done. And I mean, that's the ultimate goal for our kids, right? And so, in order to do that, yes, there has to be a sacrifice somewhere. And uh, yeah. I agree, but don't let it be yourself. <laughs> everything you just said. No, I agree. Hey. And we're hard on ourselves. Um, but yeah, the the true. sacrifice can be yourself though, because when you sacrifice mm. your 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 needs and your wants, that's when you are um that's when you failed your kids because you won't have any to give yourself. You won't have the best versions of yourself and that will mm. actually trickle down to your kids. So that sacrifice can never be you though. And that's okay. something that we all have to remember. Even myself yeah. sometimes I have to sit down and like I have to take care of me. I have to make sure I'm succeeding. I have to, because my kids won't, yeah. they won't, you know, flourish. They won't, they won't gain. Uh, there's, I won't mm-hmm. have anything for me to give to them. <laughs> so yeah, the sacrifice can't, can't be me. 
Right, right. You can't yeah. come from an empty cup, is what yes. I always try to remind I agree. myself. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, okay, so <laughs> you like you talk about you, you can't be the ultimate sacrifice. So mm-hmm. how do you take care of you? Like how do you fill your cup up and make sure that you're whole and present and you know giving out of you know out of love and out of fulfillment and not yeah. from burnout and yeah, so like what are you hubby, doing? So when my hubby's in town, I mm-hmm. usually take like a week, like a Saturday, sometime in the weekend, and I'll do what my body needs, and I listen to my body. Sometimes it's sleep. I just need to sleep. Or sometimes mm-hmm. I just need to go get a massage, or sometimes I need that quality time with another adult that's not, you know, my husband, and I'll call my cousins mm-hmm. or something. But and But if my husband's not in town or he's not here it's all on me and I'm alone with the kids, then I will take a day off from work and I will drop them off at daycare and I will take that time to myself. Um, and that's just like self-care. But when it comes to yeah. my life, I never stop um, investing in myself. And I say it by, um, I say that to say like currently I'm working on uh, trying to get commissioned into the Air Force. Now that I finished my MBA in healthcare management, always go to the next step. The next step for me will be my PhD and then commissioning into the Air Force and then, you know, going next and next. And you have to keep going. Um, a lot of people mm-hmm. say, I just want to get my bachelor's, and they get their bachelor's or their associate's, whatever their goal is, and they and they, they made it and they're done. But then there's mm-hmm. so much you can do. You Once you stop self-investing, you're pretty much tapped your, your, your potential and you haven't fulfilled um your fullest potential because you have so much time and life to live. So you just continue to self Okay, I have to stop you, you right there. Yeah. <laughs> I love how the busy mom with a full schedule, two little kids <laughs> serving in the military, full-time job says you have time. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, and the, and the way I say that is you have to, like, uh, if you think about the time that we're on social media and the times that we go out and hang yeah. out, and the times we spend on the phone and the time that when once we get home, we play with our kids mm-hmm. and we're just sitting there. If you accumulate all those times, you have at least an hour a day to invest yes. in that one class or that one course you could have knocked out to get your PhD that you could, it doesn't, you don't have to get your PhD in a year. You could do it in three years, two years, five years, however long it takes. But that one hour that you could have, at least five hours minimum a week that you could have invested in something that could have been more fruitful for you in the five years than you did, you know, spending it the way you did. So I feel like everyone has time for what they want. And you have to want it. That's the first instant. I want to be commissioned into the Air Force. I want to get my Ph.D. So my want is already there. So now oh. on my weekends and when I'm at work or I have an hour lunch break or my kids are asleep, like right now I'm talking to you, once I'm done, I could probably pick up my book or my laptop. So my want mm-hmm. is already there. Now I'm just going to start planning it. So it, every, I feel like everyone could do whatever they want. You just got to make time Absolutely. for it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny because, um, oh, girl, I wish I would have talked mm-hmm. to you like uh, where were you four years ago to talk? <laughs> oh, yeah. but, I didn't know. <laughs> but no, like, I'll be honest, though. So, 
like, how many times do I think we as moms, I mean, I don't know. I think I, I can tell already. I mean, I've, mm-hmm. you know, met you in person a few times, and just your presence alone, um, you um, have, a like, a strength about you. And I think that that goes a, a long way in, like, the way that you think. And when, like, you know, you set your mind to do something and you do it. Mm-hmm. And like you said earlier, you're a structured and routine mm-hmm. person, you know, so you're disciplined. Mm-hmm. And that makes a big difference. There's pros and cons to that. There's pros and cons to that because a lot of people mm-hmm. won't understand that. And I've came across people that have either taken me as intimidating or mm. bitchy, or right, right. they don't really know me or my struggles or how I operate or how I have come to be who I am. So there's pros yeah. and cons to that, and you have to be okay with that. And I am okay with hurting people's feelings. I'm okay with cutting people off. I'm okay with letting it be the way it is. I, and I'm okay with leaving people with their personal thoughts of who I am and, and how I am. So that mm. comes with being okay walking on your own path alone or the two, three mm-hmm. friends that you have and, and, right, being, right. you know, and I have yeah. to, and I have to come to that realization a long time ago because I was like, you know what? My personality is way too strong for certain people and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So just having, like you said, I love that you said having your want mm-hmm. and then making a plan towards it. Yeah. So it's yeah. just like, if I have a want, like I mm-hmm. probably, I'm going to be thinking about the want and how to get there mm-hmm. and not, you know, like you said, yeah, there's a time and place for it, but I'm not mm-hmm. going to always jump to, oh, okay, I have an hour to kill. Let me just sit here right. and scroll and, you know, mess around because you already have, like you, you've implanted something in your mind like, okay, this yeah. is what I want to go after. You've planted that mm-hmm. seed and now it's like, okay, well, what do I need to do to make that and um, it requires a lot of discipline. Yes. Yes, it <laughs> you does. You have to hold yourself accountable. Because it's yeah, easy to be like, easy. you know what, I'm done. <laughs> it's not easy. And that's why I was saying, like, that's what I wanted to know. Like, hey, like, were you raised that way? Is this something you yeah. were trained in? You're, you know, it's part of your training in the military? Or because it's not easy. It's It's all in your mind and that mindset, like changing your mindset. Mm-hmm. is it's like it starts there, and that's the yeah. hardest thing to do. It's the it hardest is. thing to do. I agree. Um, but once you it can is. do that, everything else follows suit, physically, yes, emotionally, spiritually. Like, everything else follows suit. It's like, yeah. but that piece right there, the mindset, it's so hard. It <laughs> is. It's very hard. But it's just like a ritual. <sighs> it's just like prayer. It's just. It's just like anything else. In order for it, and it's just like a goal, and in order for you to achieve it, you have to practice it until it becomes second nature. And that mindset, mm. you're going to veer off, you're going to mm-hmm. fail, you're going to, it's yeah. just like people try yeah. keto diet or any diet, they yeah. sometimes a burger is calling your name. But you have yeah. to be repetitive, you have to continuously do it to the point it's second nature to you, and and all of a sudden Absolutely. your mentality will be that mindset and I think just time age experience my background and the military kind of Mm -hmm. all formed into who I am and kind of made me this way yeah yeah no I love that Mm -hmm. um one thing that I took away from what you said too is 
if you think about, like, if you put into perspective, you know, just time, right? Like, we have, sometimes we feel like in order to accomplish something, it has to look like the traditional way or a certain mm-hmm. way. So you said if you want to if you want to go and go back to school and get your master's or your PhD, mm-hmm. it's, you don't have to do it in a year or two. You can do it in five mm-hmm. years. Yeah. And I yeah, and I think about like my son just turned you know he just turned five and. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think about the one hour a day for the last mm-hmm. five years. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm not going to say, like, I haven't – I mean, I would say I've done quite a bit. Oh, no, um, you have done tremendous. But, Don't. <laughs> no, but, no, but seriously, like, there's also mm-hmm. been, I think, um, that t- – I don't know, like, now I lost my train of thought, but I was going to say, like, if you add up an hour – a day mm-hmm. or say an hour a week even for mm-hmm. five years yeah. it's like oh okay well I don't have to complete this in mm-hmm. a year or in nine months or whatever like I can, mm-hmm. this can be something that I do over the next three four years and that alone I think is could be encouraging and inspiring to just Very. yeah take it yeah just chip away at it one like I, you know yeah a little Small bit of time every day and schedule yes. that's it yes. yeah yeah like i got my mba what 2018 you have people that are 25 years old that went straight out of high school got their bachelor's and got their master's mm-hmm. i did i did everything untraditional i got my bachelor's yeah. untraditionally i got my master's untraditionally i had my kids way later i got married way later i decided to travel the world mm-hmm. before i got married um, I didn't marry Habesha guy. I married whoever I wanted to marry and whoever I fell mm-hmm. in love with because the tradition was requiring me to marry Habesha guy. I, I yeah. did my own thing. And the only person yeah. that you're going to have to answer to down the line is you. Because when you go to mm-hmm. sleep, it's just you. When you die, it's just you. So you have to live your life and do yeah. it to your the best of your abilities. And only you mm-hmm. know that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's absolutely true. Yeah, yeah. you just got to find your own rhythm. I don't care if it takes you 10 years. At least 10 years from then, you won't turn around and be like, well, I could have started <laughs> five years ago. Right. Like, you're going you're gonna to be right. doing the same thing. Just start and yeah. just let it flow. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Um, I love the saying, you can't evolve if you don't start. Yes. There has to be, there has to be a beginning somewhere. Somewhere. And yeah, it can start with you or it can start with someone else. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, what you were saying earlier about all of us having so much potential, um, oh. that's actually one of my biggest fears is that mm-hmm. I would come to the end of my life mm-hmm. and see the untapped potential that could have been, could have, you know. have to worry about that because the my biggest that you fear. are nurse and you start a podcast, you're trying to merge the Havisha community across the world. Um, you wrote a book, the first Havisha illustrated book. Trust me, <laughs> you won't have those regrets. You're doing amazing things and you just continue on the path that you are and you'll reach greater. It'll be an Aww. honor to know you one day. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. Likewise. I'm a, I already you, feel you. so honored to have a yes. conversation with you, learn about mm-hmm. you and just have this Amazing yeah, conversation. Right. Um, I think that that's one of the things I'm passionate about is mm-hmm. having these open and genuine dialogues with yeah. women in our own communities, 
right? We have so much to offer one another, so much to learn from one another, mm-hmm. and I'm already so learning so much. Different and feel so such beauty, yeah. Yes. And I appreciate you yes. utilizing this platform to tap into that because there's so many unheard stories. It just takes a moment to yeah. just ask. Yes, yes, that's yes. beautiful. Yeah. Uh, um. Okay, I'm gonna. I don't even know where we're at in these questions. I think I veered off. But <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, okay. oh, so being in the military alone um, mm-hmm. exemplifies your strength and courage. How do you think it has changed you or strengthened you um, now that you're a mom in the military? Like, has that added an, any additional skills or strengths that you didn't think you had or feel like you've learned after becoming a mom? Yeah. I learned about definitely. yourself. Yeah. Um, after I became a mom, um, I had to learn patience. Um, and not with my kids, because you would think you need patience to have kids, right? But I mm. learned with myself, um, because my son, now that he's getting to a certain age, is a great reminder to kind of check myself. Because when you have mm. kids, you have to be more careful. I like what you do, what you say. You push yourself more than you ever would for them. Um, mm-hmm. you just, selflessness is exercised to the max. Um, and your mm. inner, my inner childhood just has been reborn because I, and the things I lacked as a child, um, you know, being an Adi and us being poor and, um, I, you know, being raised by a single um Mother, I'm doing things with my son that I never got the opportunity to do as a child. And mm. while a lot of kids were kind of being kids, I was at the Social Security office, Section 8 housing, helping my mother. I never really had an opportunity to be a child. So mm. I'm reliving that with my ch- with my son and my daughter. So just being patient with myself and being reborn and just, um, I've learned a lot about who I am through them, and not. And you would oh. think it would be, be to be patient with them or to learn more about yeah. them, but in all actuality, they're just a reflection of the things I lacked in my life. Um, because they they'll remind wow. you. You just look at them and you'd be like, okay, let me check myself. Okay, he's yep. watching. I gotta watch what I'm saying. You know. <laughs> so you're constantly on yes. you. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. So I've learned a that lot. Is- so beautiful or most amazing things about motherhood is that mm-hmm. it is a journey of self-discovery because like you said, it does point the mirror or, mm-hmm. you know, right back at you. It's a reflection yes. of who you are and it's just like, oh, I don't like yeah. that. <laughs> right. Change oh, that God. real I'm quick. Like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 Papa, don't say that. Don't say that. I'm like, right. don't copy mommy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, so how has being a military family influenced or shaped your relationship or your marriage? Um, like, when do you connect with your? I mean, I guess you guys do connect when he's um, when you guys are not traveling. Mm-hmm. But we talked about your partnership and the teamwork that you guys mm-hmm. have between yourselves. Um, mm-hmm. Has I mean, does being a military family look different other than you know the travels and being away from home? Um, compared to civilian marriages? 
to be honest, I'm not too sure because all I know is my military life. But I'm sure, like, you know, doctors that work crazy hours and lawyers and um, Mm. uh, administrative uh, people and any any career field has its demands and pros and cons. So I'm sure our struggles and our obstacles can kind of translate to the civilian sector. But I can only speak on my life. And for us, trust is probably... um, more important than ever in any dynamic because we get called upon to work nights, weekends, early mornings, um, late nights. Um, We leave for months on end. We deploy. So for our marriage to to sustain as well as survive, we have to, like trust is not one lie is not even tolerable in our relationship um, I probably would be more relaxed if I was in the civilian sector because things happen, I understand, et cetera, you know. But mm-hmm. and there's a routine maybe in this maybe in the civilian world more because you're working with the same company, same people, you know. I probably would be more relaxed, but in the military we see people transition out like it's water. Like you come across thousands and hundreds of people. And within the three years that you're stationed somewhere, you have already high-fived 100,000-plus people just because people PCS out, people come in, people deploy. It's literally a a moving, mobile career. Mm -hmm. So trust is huge in our relationship um, and being away from one another. So we, we, we have to work hard to kind of connect um, like when our kids go to sleep, we kind of watch a movie that's appropriate for our age because we're not watching Elmo all day with the kids or we'll <laughs> have lunch together, you know, and he'll come to my unit yeah. and pick me up or I'll pick up food if he has to do a working lunch and I'll go to his unit. Or um, if we can find anyone within our family that we could trust, like once a year they'll probably watch our our kid and we'll have a date night. Um, which is which we haven't had thus yet, and my daughter's what nine months, so it's very wow. rare. So, in order for us to have that, it's like okay. Um, so, I think the military definitely shapes our marriage, but it mm-hmm. also strengthens our marriage because it puts you in a position where it takes you out of your comfort zone, your environment, people you know, your family, and it makes you dependent and reliable and rely on one another because all you have is one another. So either that can go very, very well or that can go horrible because you can hurt yeah. that person, you can lie to that person, you can, you can, you know. Um, but so fortunately and thankfully, we are working very, very well because we try to take care of one another. We try to, uh, he'll take, you know, he'll take the kids and let me breathe or I'll take the kids and let him breathe. And we just, we, we pretty much um, are each other's support system. And we're going through it together. So we have that common understanding and that common respect, too, because he has his hustle and I have my hustle. And we have mm-hmm. our hustle. It's not like I'm his dependent and or he's my dependent and, and the struggle's on one another. You know what I mean? Like we both yeah. don't need each other, but we want each other. We want to be together. And I think that works mm-hmm. for our relationship. Uh, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, wow. 
Having something that you're both working on together, like you said, really does strengthen a relationship because you have a common goal that you're both working towards. And I think that lately, like, being at -at stay-at-home mom and hubby working and being on the road and me feeling like, okay, I own this and he owns that as far as, like, the roles that we have, sometimes doesn't feel like a team. Like, sometimes it feels like you're alone in one thing, you know, where maybe he may feel alone in the finances and I might feel alone in, like, you know, the house and the kids or whatever. Um, And I think it is important when you both are coming at it from, like, this is our hustle. Like, I love how you said we have our own hustles, and then we have mm-hmm. our, our hustle, which is your family, right? Your, your yes. unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the way that you put it is so, just so key in, like, working to- together and, and building together. It makes yes. such a difference. You've got to treat it like a regular job. You guys have to sit down. You guys yeah. have to have those meetings. Like, hey, what yeah. are we working on right now? Where are we going? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. Um, currently, mm-hmm. we're working on, you know, marketing our home, and we're moving the, to right. Hawaii. And what does that look like for you, your career-wise? And what does that look? You have to, you have to touch bases, and and in order for yeah. you guys to kind of get on the same page, you have to communicate, and you have to treat your marriage like a business. That's really what it is. It's partnership. It's business. What are what are you doing? What am I doing? And how is that benefiting what we got going on? You know what I mean? And you have mm. to move with a purpose, and you have to move in a way where you're thinking about one another too. Like, does this benefit my husband and I? Because yeah, I work at the Air Force. I work at wherever, but I work for my family. I work for me at the end of the day, and that's probably what you guys need to do. Like, we're working for us. We mm-hmm, work mm-hmm. at wherever. And yeah, we, yeah. Probably just and we, yeah, and we definitely have those conversations. And yeah. I think that we just have fallen out of touch in the last, yeah. I would say since Sophia's been born. Like, it's been, like, a very, like I said, like a, not a, like our routine hasn't been consistent, so it's been a little like off, you know. And it's just mm-hmm. like go, 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 and you're in this hamster mm-hmm. wheel, and you're like, oh, no, right. I, I want to like come up for air, but there's no time. Mm-hmm. And then he's away, and then he comes back, and then it's just like, you know what I mean? It's just yes. that like, you know what needs to happen, but you, mm-hmm. you, you haven't carved out the space and time to to have those conversations or talk about it or right. plan. Because we used to do that all the time, Gota. Like we've been together mm-hmm. since the early twenties, nineteen and twenty. Like we're wow. best friends. We're we're really close, and right. we've always navigated everything together. Like okay, yeah. I'm gonna go to nursing school. Like he would push me with that. I would push him with his, and mm-hmm. you know, like we've always been on this we're both very driven people but I think after having kids it's kind of like okay you know we kind of like plateaued after buying our house and like Mm -hmm. moving to where we said we were going to move to saving the amount we wanted to like we kind of like got our home front set up and then it was Mm -hmm. like oh okay you know it was just like focus 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 was on the kids yeah Mm -hmm. yeah 
and um, not really having time to work on our big, like, okay, this is what we're supposed to be going after. But I love how you said there's time. Like, every time mm. you say that, I'm like, wait, what, where? Where is the time? Yeah, right. I there know. It does look like there is time. You can definitely make time. And you're right. Oh, sometimes you're, it absolutely. Looks, you're just, I mean, I go through it sometimes. I'm like, wow, I don't have time. By the time I get these kids to bed and I'm doing this. Yeah. But it, but remember when I told you my time is is very rare, and that's because I, mm-hmm. I I account for all my seconds. I was watching this video, mm. and it said, and it said, um, instead of thinking of all the years that you have in life, think of this like in summers. I have, God willing, thirty more good summers in me. I'm gonna be like sixty three mm. years old. So every summer that passes me by, I'm down twenty something. 19, whatever. Mm. So I have mm-hmm. to account for every second. I don't care if I'm not doing anything for 15 minutes. I'm going to sit here and not do anything for 15 minutes. <laughs> like, mm. you have to, because your time is, is, is it's worth more than money. Because with your time, oh, it's your yeah. health, it's your mind, it's your family. It, it, I can't, I can never get time back, ever. Right, right. So I account my time way more than I count my money. Mm. So when I was like, how about this time? No, I have this and this to do. Yeah, I'm sure you were like, yeah. oh, they don't. Yes, I am counting for mm-hmm. all my time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. You, if you start doing that, you'll be like, I have time. Like, yeah, right. because you're going to make time for it because you want it to. Right. You right. can spend right. that one hour to go have coffee with your friends or you can spend that one hour to do this, which one is beneficial to you at this moment? For your peace of right. mind, that one hour with the coffee just might be better. But if it's not and the, the other is beneficial to you, then invest that one hour to that. You have to look right. at what benefits Barry at this time. What does mm-hmm. Barry need? Mm-hmm. And right. fulfill right. that. Because with or without your husband, you have to take care of you. Absolutely. Yeah, and I had to learn that because my husband, I love him to death, and I plan on being with him to the day I die. But for whatever reason, God forbid, something happens. He either dies or he finds someone else or we divorce. I am not banking on another person. I'm banking on God and time, which I cannot get back on. That's that's. All ultimately mm-hmm. on me. So if you up and go, I'm good because I've been spending on me. I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. If you die, I'm good to go. I can take care of my kids and keep going. You know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. have to mm-hmm. take care of you. And mm-hmm. they're just a bonus. Frosting on the cake. Yes, you are the cake. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody doesn't like frosting all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> One last question. Complete yeah. the sentence. Um, being a military mom means? Having tough skin. Um, yeah. Having tough skin uh, because there are times where you will be afraid. There will be a time where you will feel hurt and lonely. There will be a time where you will do things that you do not want to do. Um, and again, logic has to come in. If the greater, if the outcome is for the greater good, 
then do it. Um, put your head down and hustle. Um, tough skin because, wow. believe it or not, it's not easy at all. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Motherhood at Your Best. I appreciate all the love and support, so please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and let me know your thoughts. Remember, don't succumb to the pressures of life because you got this, mama. I'll see you soon.